from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. June 4th, 2019 seems like an entire lifetime ago. Coach Willie Desjardins was uh, coming back for his second tour of duty as Tigers general manager and head coach. Stanley Cup finals were getting underway between the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins. The Toronto Raptors were in the NBA finals against the dynasty that was the Golden State Warriors. And the Medicine Ad Mavericks were kicking off another season in the WCBL. Unfortunately, that is not the world we're living in right now. However, it is time to celebrate our one-year anniversary of On The Board. Yeah, baby! We made it! All thanks to you. Welcome to this special episode of On The Board. I am Colby McKee. You'll hear from Lance Dahl and Corey Bacoskis a little bit later on. But first, just want to give a big shout-out and a massive, huge, ginormous thank you to you, the listener, for downloading subscribing, liking, commenting, sharing our social media posts. Everything you've done for us over the past year has made it even more enjoyable than it already is delivering you sports content from three guys in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Couldn't ask for anything better. Now it's time to talk about the co-hosts of this podcast, Lance Dahl, Jesse Christensen, and Corey Bacoskis, all three guys, great dudes, and uh, I've loved talking sports with them each and every week. We really appreciate everything that Jesse did for this podcast, and uh, the addition of Corey in November last year really took the podcast to a different level. Uh, he's a great dude. He comes prepared, along with Lance. He's been in it for the the entire journey here with On The Board, and uh, those guys can't say enough good things about them. I love talking sports with them, and I hope to continue doing that for many years to come. We have so much fun recording this podcast each and every week, and the fact that you tune in and download is both very heartwarming and also pretty amazing at the same time because we're just three dudes trying to have a good laugh and talk some sports here in Medicine Hat, but we deeply appreciate all of your support over this last year. We're going to get into some best of moments here very shortly. Everything from Statsman being born, Lance and I talking about Adderall, Corey joining the fray with us in the middle of November, him hitting 13 threes at a YMCA, a classic tale from our very first episode of Starters that had me dying laughing. Also a very funny story from his brother, Kyle Bacoskis, about a certain McFlurry incident and some NHL video games. So uh, stay tuned. All of these best of moments coming at you right now on On The Board. Hey everyone, it's Lance. Just wanted to say thank you so much for a full year of support of On The Board. Uh, Crazy that we've made it a full year. I mean, not 52 episodes, but that's okay made it a year on the calendar and that's what matters most but again thank you so much for uh listening and downloading and subscribing and doing all that good stuff and uh here's to another year on the board listeners thank you so much for this year and and your support that you guys have shown us as much fun as we have recording it between the three of us we have so much fun putting it on our social media for you guys to listen uh you know a year really flies by for me especially when you've only been there half the time um it's an awesome milestone to hit for us you know we've been looking forward to this for the past couple months and we're really excited to get into the second year with you guys thank you so much Probably the most interesting free agent to me right now is Mike Miner, which is a name that I would say 75% of 
baseball fans have never heard before. You brought him up last week. Yeah, yeah, he, week, he's yeah. fascinating to me. And uh, I, I was sitting around earlier today, and I did a bunch of digging. And you and Jesse both know I like stats because you numbers do. never lie, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. Can I run you through a bunch of different numbers? I would love to hear it. Okay. So his numbers this season are the best as a starter in his entire career. There was one year when he was in Kansas City that he was a reliever, but like pitching to a 2.86 ERA, a whip just over 1.1, and uh, 131 strikeouts in 129 innings. He has the highest war of his entire career in, in like a season, which is wins above replacement. It's essentially the best way to figure out how valuable a pitcher is. It's one of the advanced metrics that teams will use. Not only is his war of 6.1 the best in his career so far, it's also the best in baseball. Really? And when you think there's Hyunjin Ryu having an outstanding year, Max Scherzer doing Max Scherzer things. I mean, Shane Bieber's been another one. Trevor Bauer, there's a bunch of great arms. Yep. And Mike Miner <laughs> have the has best of the them all. best war. <laughs> so that's wild. Like, it, like last year, for example, he was a 3.7, which is his second closest total to the 6.1. So he's pitching way over his head. Yes. Like, that's what the numbers would say. Can that continue going forward? Well, if you're the Rangers, you can sell that. You can. You can easily sell that. And the other number that's wild is it's called adjusted ERA. And so essentially what it does is it takes your stats, your numbers, but it bases them off of the ballparks that you play in. And so it's a better way of figuring out how good a pitcher really is regardless of if they pitch at Petco or whatever. it's Maybe it's still called Petco in San Diego. Again, who cares? <laughs> or if they're pitching in Toronto. And so his adjusted ERA is 177. That's incredible. Now, yeah, that's really good because 100 is average. Like if you are 100, you're an average pitcher. Okay. The higher up you go, the more impressive you are. His 177 is fifth in the MLB. It's insane. And in the past seven seasons, his highest adjusted ERA was just 117. <laughs> the only time he got close to that when it was when he was a reliever in Kansas City. But what I'm trying to say is yeah. he's pitching way over his head. But holy shit, the Rangers could actually turn this into quite a haul. James Neal goes to Edmonton and Milan Lucic heads south to Calgary. Yeah. As a Flames fan, we're both Flames fans. Yeah. I'll start. Yeah, I you take the lead because I have more stats. Oh man, I got more numbers. Is I did it, a lot of work today, it, but I appreciate it. I, we know Jesse's not here, but you took over with yeah, those stats. It took a lot of work out today. Depending on how you look at these players and what they're going to do, you, you may have a, a different opinion. Like I don't necessarily think that the Flames lost a trade, but I went and broke it down from the last four years, and I picked the last four because that was when Milan Lucic left Boston. Okay, and a lot of people said as soon as Lucic left Boston he kind of regressed a little bit. He wasn't the same player, wasn't as good. And so over the last four years, Milan Lucic has put up 159 points. He has 59 goals and 100 assists. That's three points less than James Neal over the same four-year period. The only difference is that Neal has scored 27 more goals. Is that right, eh? Right. Wow. 27 more goals. The points aren't that far off. I'm surprised at the points being yeah. so similar. Now, the, also, the other difference is that Lucic has been a little bit more uh, durable. He's played almost 40 more games okay. in that stretch than <laughs> well, James then. Neal. But the points per game really aren't far off. Like, James Neal is at .57 points per game, and Milan Lucic is just under .50 points per game. So they're really, like, over a long period of time when you extrapolate it, even if you want to condense it into a season, it's not that far off. That's why we saw... I think partly why we saw both players put up similar amounts of points in these past seasons. Now, it, it, this is when it gets kind of funny. 
James Neal's shooting percentage last year, or in those last four years, rather, was 10.6. Mm-hmm. Milan Lucic was 11.3. <laughs> so when Milan Lucic shoots the puck, he's actually doing better. Milan Lucic had less than one shot a game last year. Because he was too busy trying to bury people in the corner? Well, I don't really know or what he was keep up with his speed? I don't know. But if you want to get into advanced stats a little bit, everyone looks at Corsi. Corsi essentially is just a possession statistic which says the percentage of the time that your team has the puck when you're on the ice. If your Corsi is really high, that's a good thing. If it's low, that means you're playing a lot in your own end. James Neal's Corsi out of... Power play, penalty kill minutes, everything over the last four years is 57.7%. And Milan Lucic is actually almost 1% higher at 58.4. Oh. And so you dive into these numbers just a little bit more and you realize that they're really not that far off as players. And then you go into playoffs. I mean, they've literally played damn near the exact same amount of games. Lucic has 10 more games over his career in playoffs than James Neal. One, Neal has 104. Lucic has 114. And when you look at it, like Lucic is still essentially the same player. The only difference is his points per game goes up in the playoffs by almost a tenth. Whereas uh, Neal, his points per game actually goes down. His shooting percentage drops from 10.6 over the last four years of the regular season. His career playoff shooting percentage is under 9%. Okay. What I'm trying to say with all these numbers is that it's really not that different. Yeah. The only difference is that James Neal scores more goals, and that's what the Oilers are looking for is goal scoring. So that's why Neal is going to service them a whole lot better. Now, if you're looking at what Milan Lucic can do for the Flames, the Flames needed toughness. Right. And anyone will agree that Milan Lucic is a hell of a lot tougher than James Neal. James Neal plays a tough game. He gets in the corners. But Milan, Milan Lucic, from an intangible standpoint, is way tougher of a dude. <laughs> I like, think, let's just face it. He, he is. I think uh, Stats Guy, Stats Man is now your new nickname. I think you may have even persuaded me a little bit. I'm just breaking it down. That's, that's simply just numbers. You brought up the Raw re- reunion last week. Yeah. To uh, the big hit. Yeah. Yeah. So the Fortnite World Cup was this weekend. <laughs> okay. No, no. We're skipping wrestling. Man, that was something else. Talk to me about it. Dude, a, a 16-year-old kid won $3 million bucks. Wow. $3 million. Yeah. They had like, I think it was 100 people at this thing. A okay. hundred of the world's best Fortnite players. Where was it? Was that like an arena, right? Like it was they, at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York, where they have the Tennis U.S. Open. Okay, it's oh. like a massive Arthur. Massive. Ashe. Yeah, I know where that is. Okay, so they go there. Dude wins three million dollars. He's sixteen years old. Okay, the worst you could do at this World Cup tournament was fifty thousand bucks just for showing up just for showing up they went by a point system there were four dudes that didn't have any fucking points they still got 50 grand and they're still better than the entire world of Fortnite. yeah and they got zero yeah just wanted to point out that uh a 16 year old has three million dollars that's hopefully he invests wisely what do you do with three million you buy a lawyer i guess step one <laughs> you buy a lawyer like yeah, he's just yours forever get a retainer just yours on it? forever you just you you have your own personal lawyer from then on out you never know when you need one like i i i don't know they had good they for them though they that's had awesome. a singles and a duos yep and the duos team won three million bucks too that's only 1.5 each only you got to split that up yeah. um imagine the years upon years of sacrifice of kids in their basements with their gaming gloves Fortnite hasn't even been out for and years, has it? Mm, <laughs> Did you just say their gaming gloves? Their gaming gloves. 
<laughs> and they're liters of soda or their Adderall. Oh, or, oh hey. Hey. Oh. I, I don't think they test for uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Actually, that's uh, let me check here. Kay. Performance-enhancing drugs. I feel like Fortnite. You, I don't know if you can take Adderall and um, just game all the time. I, I don't. Fortnite is an insane drug. That's a video on YouTube. <laughs> no, that's, a, uh, that's drug testing for the World Cup. Hold on, there's a Reddit. All, I, I'm gonna find this out. In order to get into the World Cup of gaming, you probably had to take it. No, the World Fortnite World Cup. Right, just Fortnite. Okay, so Fortnite put it on themselves. Um, are they going to be drug testing the World Cup qualifiers for enhancement drugs? Basically, Adderall. There you are. Hey. You're not wrong. I know some of these top tier players on Adderall would be about as unfair as starting with 20 <laughs> extra points. <laughs> What? So, it went off a point system. You got to like a, I don't know why. No, I actually read a lot about this because oh I was my. floored that a kid won three million bucks. Essentially, you got a point for every time you killed somebody. And if you won the round, they did like five rounds. If you won a round, you got like X amount of points. The dude who won had like 50 some. Second place got like 30. So, the dude in first like just smashed. Was not close. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't close at all. Um, and, and people on Reddit are saying that it wouldn't be in... Um, Fortnite's best interest to test for performance enhancing Adderall. <laughs> so we'll never know. Because they're not going to have any com uh, contestants? I, maybe. Out, out not, you go. You, you might not be far off. Oh, man. I don't know. In any case, that's just hilarious. That So kids, lesson learned. Uh, keep playing those video games. If mom tells you to turn it off, Tell her shut up. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm gonna, Fortnite. I'm gonna pay for your house in ten years. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving on to the gridiron football talk. Antonio Brown saga. The gridiron. The gridiron gang. The football. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Hey Colby, you wanna go hit the gridiron? Hey, you wanna go play a little gridiron? <laughs> you wanna jump on the gridiron, but? Uh, no. Hey, I got a football. Hey, wanna go toss it on the gridiron? Hey, Colby. <laughs> Party at my place. We're going to go to the gridiron. You kind of sound like pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. Hey, bud, you want to go to the gridiron? The football field. Yeah, to the football field. <laughs> to the gridiron. <laughs> Throw in the pigskin. Oh, my gosh. Um, What's up, boys? <laughs> Why? Awesome, Matthews. Seen that? Yeah. Right around dinner time, he's charged with disorderly conduct in oh, Arizona God. going back to May. There's nothing to it. It seems like stupid. I, I seen the report. It's like he it's the stupidest thing. He saw a cop in a car, and then he went to like open the door. Not even no, because the cop would be worse. It was a security guard. Se okay, that's what he it got was. home. He was hammered. Gets home two in the morning. Hammered. So there's a security guard doing some paperwork in her car. Okay, he walks up to the car door, tries to open it. She's like, "What are you doing?" And then he pulls she down gets, his pants. She gets out of the car. This is what tells you that it wasn't a big deal. Okay, that you know she was. She it was a. It was a lady security officer. I think so. I don't know. Who cares? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm changing the story just because a we always bit. say he. Uh, let's say she, just for the sake of this. One. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter what gender they are, because whoever the security guard is felt comfortable enough and not threatened that they got out of their vehicle. To, con to confront Matthews. That's a good point. If you had a problem and you were scared, would you get out of your car? No. no. It's a stupid, stupid story. <laughs> Just, it's dumb. It's dumber than Antonio Brown. That's where we're at. That story's so dumb. Wow. Well, yeah, he did. But have you never been drunk before in your life, security guard? Like, ever. <laughs> never once in your life have you been drunk. And you clearly, like I said, didn't think he was a threat because you got out of your car. I didn't know that. And you know that they would have seen you because you were doing paperwork in your car. So it's not like Austin Matthews was breaking into it because he would have looked in the car and saw you. 
Like, it's the stupidest thing. Right. Like, it would get thrown out of medicine at court yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where we're at. What are we doing? Oh, uh, that's just the stupidest thing. I didn't mean to get you riled up. I'm well, sorry. Well, it's just so dumb. Yeah. It's like, it, 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 she probably, or he or she probably found it was Austin Matthews and said, oh, fuck, I'm going to sue. I'm going to put it out there. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, apparently it was like kind of months later that this even came out like, or like the next week or so. Like, it wasn't right if away. If it was Randy Random, it wouldn't even matter. Yeah. But because it's Austin Matthews, we're like, oh, boy. Back home in Arizona, that badass. Like, and to call it disorderly conduct. Yeah. He was drunk. If you're a security guard, you've seen worse than that before. You've seen worse than someone try to open your door and pull their pants down. Just go to Temptations. Just, oh my God. Go to Temptations right now. The complainant said she got out of her car and confronted Matthews. She's clearly terrified. Who she said appeared to be intoxicated. What are we doing? Just make the arrest of whatever. You're a security guard. Just tell him to go to bed. Like, oh my God. This is so dumb. People are stupid. That's where we're at. That's People a, are stupid. That'll be our podcast title. People are stupid. Yeah, they are. Done. Uh, we also have another guest in studio Yay! making his inaugural appearance. Yay. Corey Bacoskis. Welcome aboard, Corey. Yeah, Round of applause. My chair is great. Corey Bacoskis, everybody. Yeah. Wow. Living legend. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Corey. You work for the Tigers, that's right? Yeah, yeah. I've been working for the Tigers just a little over a year now. Started uh, before the home opener last season. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. The, welcome uh, again. Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's great. Uh, I do have one question for you. So your brother is obviously known for his hair. Uh-huh. I mean, you got no slouch of head of hair as well. You have nice hair. What What are you known for? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Right off the hop. That is a tough one. Nice, <laughs> you've gotten to know me yeah, a little bit. Over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome, Corey. Yeah, welcome. Okay. All so right. let's uh, move on. <laughs> people, some people say my dreamy eyes. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. You have nice Obviously, eyes. I yeah. don't see it. There yeah. you go. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, Corey's brother is Kyle Bukowskis yes. of uh, Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. So yes. there's the reference there. No Lance Dahl tonight. No. no We've got Lance. a special uh, co-host in hey, studio. A lot better than Lance. I'll uh, that freak. Absolutely. Joining us is Tigers forward and your captain, James Hamlin, joins hey. the podcast. Hey. Congratulations. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Let's talk a little bit about your uh, Maple Leafs tryout camp back in July. Um, much you know, a hype and, and appreciation for that invite. Unfortunately, it didn't go quite the way that you were expecting it to. Uh, on the first day of, of camp, you go down with an injury. Uh, just simple as, you know, you hit a rut in the ice. What exactly, you know, was that situation and, and how did it affect you, obviously? Yeah, so that was back in uh, in June or July, whenever, yeah. whenever development camp was. But uh, um, obviously, yeah, it was, it was a huge honor to be able to be go, to go there but uh the second day in or whatever it, we were on the ice and yeah I, I went to take a shot and just the way my my leg twisted and whatnot it was really awkward and something that i mean won't probably won't happen again i i, I shot and twisted in the right direction at the right time um and it, i mean it kind of sucked it sucked a lot actually because i still had to stay there for the full week and um i still got to enjoy a lot of things but i didn't get to get on the ice and all that kind of stuff which i was really looking forward to um, but uh, they're were, they're were awesome with me. Uh, it was actually kind of a funny story. So um, I'm we're doing the drill, and this is the last drill of the day. Like this is like last rep, last drill. Of course, it happens then, right? And uh, I go down, and I'm obviously in a lot of a lot of pain. And uh, they come over, they end up uh, kind of cutting my sock off, cutting my shin pad off, whatever. I, I couldn't move right with the knee dislocated. It's you, you don't want to move. It hurts a lot. Um, so they bring out the stretcher. They end up 
getting me onto the stretcher, kind of keeping it mobilized or whatever. And uh, so the way it works is when you go into the dressing room, you kind of, you take a left and there's a little, just a little bit of a lip that goes from the, from the oh, room. No, I can see where the, this is going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can see where it's going from the room to the trainer's room. And so I'm in all this pain, I'm in all this pain and there's like, there's trainers that are looking at it and going, nope. And kind of backing off and like, it looks gross. Wow. It, it looks like your knee is to the left, even though it's just your kneecap, looks yeah. like your full knees over there. So anyways, I'm on the stretcher and we go, so I go into the room screaming in pain on the stretcher. We hit the bump going into the medical room and it snaps back in. And oh, no way. That yeah. is not what I expected no, was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So it, really weird. It snaps back in. Um, it was it, the best feeling ever. I mean, you'd think it would hurt, but no, it yeah. went from the worst pain of my life to nothing. Let's get back on the ice. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so they, they keep wheeling me in. Um, I basically straighten my leg back and forth, kind of sit up walk around walk it off and walk back to the dressing room no way and everyone like i it was hilarious because i walk out of the medical room into the dressing room and everyone's face is just like <laughs> what this guy is terminator <laughs> this, this guy just went in there on a stretcher and he's walking out like nothing happened wow and uh, that that kind of sucked too because like your leg feels fine and you feel like you can go back on the ice but you know you can't right like sure. it's all everything's hurting there so um yeah that was that was a really weird uh weird accident for sure that is insane huh. yeah zach levine hit 13 threes on saturday night as well yeah he's and they they bulls came back and won in crazy fashion they were down five with like 15 seconds to go uh and that was a pretty good way to end the game we talked about a lot of buzzer beaters random question okay who do people care more about? Okay. The that Detroit Red Wings or the Chicago Bulls? Depends on which market you're in. He, where? Well, where? Here in Medicine are. Hat? Right here, yeah. Uh, Detroit Red Wings? Detroit, yeah. Because of Original Six and it's hockey? Okay. I would say. What, you want to go yeah. back to Red Wings? Kenny no. Holland, too. No, I was just curious. Oh, and Kenny Holland. Kenny Holland? Yeah. I was just curious. Man. Because like, I feel like the Bulls still have like, like a weirdly like, big following. They do. In Canada. Uh, because like... They, like, you wouldn't know it because they're terrible right now. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if the Bulls were to be good, Twitter would just explode with Canadians You're bringing saying, oh, out I love your, the Bulls. your Bulls too yeah. from yeah. 1993. Yeah. That's all. That's a good point. Just random question. That's yeah. all. Why, you, good, why good, do you look at me like that? I don't know. They have a good logo. I don't know. Yeah, you like the logo? <laughs> good logo. Good logo. I got a bull. Color scheme is. Got one good. of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. It's, uh, in there, in yeah. The Dennis Robin. Yeah. 13 threes good. That's not bad. I did it I in pickup. Fourteen? Did you? <laughs> I didn't pick up once. <laughs> I did it in I wasn't playing I, anybody. I can, but I can almost guarantee you've never played a pickup <laughs> in your life. You picked up a basketball before. <laughs> did? Hit thirteen threes. Whatever that means. Yeah. Did you know that Colby uh, was a high school superstar? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was. He was. Uh, he was the big of the year. Got in, the in uh, whatever the hell the league's called medicine. Big of the year? Yeah. Crescent Heights High? That's an award for the NBA. Big of the year. Big of the year, yeah. yeah. A lot of bigs. Doesn't uh, even have to be a big man. Uh, career high 17 points. Really? At the McCoy High School. I, we talked about it on episode one. Was, if it like, back. was it like six of 10 shooting? Uh, I don't know. Did you make any threes in your day? No, no, not no? in, uh, in pickup I have. How many no. threes did you throw up when you were playing for the Crescent Heights High Vikings? Probably one. <laughs> He didn't make I it. I made a lot of long twos. I was. Oh, you're really yeah. mid range. Foot on the line I was kind of yeah. I was kind of like <laughs> the, the not, not good enough to go back, but like free throw and out. 
money. Like yeah. a big mid-range guy. Big mid-range. Give me those faders. Like yeah. DeMar DeRozan I was going to say, you loved DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, he's just my spirit animal. Don't yeah. you have a DeMar DeRozan jersey? I do have a black OVO. Yeah. Yes, I do. That's correct. That would be why. There you go. He was your inspiration when you were playing for the uh, for the Varsity Vikings. That's right. Sick. Back in the day. Yep. I okay. hit 13 threes once. That's pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to go off the board with this one. Uh-oh. And try and okay. get a certain group of sports fans out there. Uh, we've got the core four, and everybody likes the core four, but I'm going for the people that don't like the core four. <laughs> I'm going with Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit. Oh, fuck me. All right. Seabiscuit. For those horse riders out there, the dramatic story of the love between a horse and a horse rider. Um, you can't go <laughs> wrong with Seabiscuit. Everybody loves Seabiscuit. Oh, sea my. You said, before we jumped on, you said you were going to make the best list possible. I, Nobody's I'm, best list includes Seabiscuit. <laughs> well, do you want me to take it back? Then? No, it's out there. You've already made your yeah. selection. We're allowed to be critical of them because that is... Oh my! Like I don't even know if you Googled best sports movie. I'm gonna do it right now. Best sports movies of all time. It, it I, honestly was on here. Where is it? It's like, have I, you watched Sea Biscuit? Yeah. That, it's just one of those like There's so many better movies. It's one of those scrolling titles that shows Sea Biscuit. It's not uh, a number grade per se. But oh my goodness! Man. Like Sea Biscuit maybe is in like a top like fifty, maybe. Well. In, oh, in the geez, room, who has is... seen it? Have you seen it, Corey? Yeah. yeah I've, seen I've not seen Seabiscuit. Don't, don't waste your time. There you Depth go. of, now I'm into different sports that you're not even thinking about, man. No, it's true. I, you got my mind thinking, that's yeah. for damn sure. So, okay, Seabiscuit. I cannot believe that's on in, in a fucking list. Anyway, <laughs> uh, second wild card round and our final round. Oh, I'm getting all choked up about it. Uh, I guess I go first on this one, hey? That's correct. Well... Oh, now I'm torn because <laughs> I got, I'm all fucked up on that. You had to I, go, uh, I wasn't ready for, uh, for Seabiscuit. That's a good one. Um, cause I could go to another boxing movie. You're going to, you're just going to pound I, us in the ground I, with I, boxing I, I or could? what? Because it's, oh, now I don't know what to do. I'm stressed. Okay. I'm still all messed up about Seabiscuit. <laughs> Like, at what point did you say, hey, Seabiscuits, it should be on my list? Probably five seconds before I said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I just Best... wanted some depth in the in the, in the the sports category. So, I didn't want to double on. up on a sport. Like, when you, look at then... it, when you look at it from a fantasy draft perspective, Seabiscuit is the 20th ranked, no, 15th ranked. Math. It. Sports movie of all time. It's on there? According to you. Oh. Well, okay. no, but I mean... Well, then why did you pick it? <laughs> For good reason. Oh, my goodness. All right, um, Lancelot, let's move yeah. this along, Chief. Well, I'm, if this I'm was an NFL here. team, you're losing a first-round pick. No, yeah. no, no. You guys don't worry about it. I'm running this fucking draft. I am going to go with the Starbucks coffee. And because, I, th- oh. I mean, I think you're getting all the white girls on my side with that one. <laughs> Um, I just think, you know, it's not really, Starbucks isn't, uh, you know, it's you're not going to go there for a nice meal or anything like that necessarily, but it is a staple for getting good coffee. And I think, oh my God. <laughs> so, so, Corey, I already know the name of your franchise. It's called Clusterfuck because like nothing makes sense. It's just, yeah, it's I just mean, not at all. Thing. We're just, 
Yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting anything that you want. We're attracting everybody. <laughs> like I am glad I am glad you got the first pick in the side dish category because if you didn't get McDonald's fries, your franchise is totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> like what in the hell? Subway sandwich and Starbucks. I mean, what the hell? we're uh, we're getting everybody here. You really are. Oh my! You're appealing to a lot good of people Lord. and bringing in none, but that's okay. That's okay, dude. That's all right. So growing up, we had uh, we had what was called kind of like the game room, right? Like it was where oh. our video game setup was. It's where you know whenever you had buddies over, you went and hanged out and cracked a couple of cream sodas and watched repeats of Family Guy or whatever you did. So um, <laughs> as we got a, a little bit older like I, so i guess i would have been in high school at this time and you know, Corey's five years younger younger than me um i mean we had consumed a lot of hours playing you know the nhl video game franchise as most kids do that grow up playing hockey and uh we got into some we would get into some heated heated one-on-one battles and it always worked out where i would play i was a flames fan as a kid uh, i would be calgary Corey, of course was a ducks fan so he would be anaheim and um it, you know we would we would flip for, you know, essentially to who would get home ice advantage so who would be able to be oh, going huge. up the screen for, for two periods because because that yeah, as, you know, as you know and they were always always really really tight games where it was like you know a 2-1 3-2 4-2 with an empty net like seriously um, like, like and, and I, would, got, I would play video games for like for like a battle. year Kyle would be off for a year no video games we'd come back like four three game, <laughs> it was it was nuts. No matter just, how the skill level, tense. and there was always there was always some words exchanged at some point, um, and you know whoever ended up losing like really really took it hard. Like there was never a handshake and like you know well well done brother well done we'll, we'll do this again sometime. Um, it always ended badly, and and one of the worst times. So uh, one of my my best friends growing up and, and still a good buddy now Brady Fraser was over uh, so we had gone the three of us down to uh, McDonald's earlier that day and gotten uh, McFlurries together so we came back and I don't know how we ended up like playing just me and Corey and maybe just Brady wanted the entertainment but uh, um, okay you know you, you guys play so alright and the way it always worked was Corey sat cross-legged on, on the um, <laughs> on, on the floor in, right in front of the TV looking up and I always sat we had these like black leather couches and I sat back on, on the couch and so just kind of a few feet behind him and uh, away we went and, and sure enough like it was a pretty even series I bet you if, you, if we kept track of the all time record it would have been pretty even but I, I was up a goal uh, late in this game and again tight as always um, questionable calls either way I think it would have been 2-1 or something and then he pulls his goalie late to push for the tying goal and I end up scoring an empty netter to seal it and uh, he, Corey instantly turns around and grabs his McFlurry cup that had about like, you know, a quarter cup worth of now melted ice cream in the bottom and picks that cup up and fires it right at me. It goes over my shoulder. It explodes on the back of the couch and all over the wall. And he turns and looks at me and goes, look what you did. And then just stormed out. Yeah. Yeah. I was choked. And just stormed out. I was choked. And so... Look what you did. Yeah. So I I, I had... I mean, I obviously 
knew what that felt like to, to lose a game of that magnitude. So I then went and, and cleaned the, the mess up because I knew he was already feeling pretty, pretty bad as is. But uh, that was an all time with fellas. I mean, we've had some good wig outs over the years as, as brothers. But that's one I'll always remember. Yeah. Yeah. There's, Look what there's... you did. To the point where even now, like, like, so, like, every now and then, when my when my buddy Brady and I, when we meet up, I mean, somewhere in the conversation, we'll look at each other and go, "Look what yeah. you did," and that's all we need to say. Like, we're we're right back in that fateful day downstairs. Yeah, legend has it there's oh. still McFlurry Mark on those walls. <laughs> I was I, I was talking about this to, to my girlfriend the other day. Yeah, like if the sunlight is coming through the blinds at the right angle, you can still see yeah. the glisten of the McFlurry ice cream on the on the wall. There you have it. That's been some of the best of moments from the last 365 days here of On The Board. Before I leave you, just want to give a massive shout out to all of our guests that we've had on the podcast this year. Um, Everyone from Matt Wong, Captain James Hamlin of your Medicine Hat Tigers, Troy Durrell, Shane Brown, assistant coach with the Tigers, Joe Frazier, and uh, Sportsnet's own Kyle Bacoskis. Thank you, gentlemen, for all lending your voice uh, to this podcast here in Medicine Hat. It's been an absolute blast interviewing all you folks and uh, really appreciate it. For Lance Dahl, Corey Bacoskis, Colby McKee, signing off. Thanks so much for celebrating one year of On the Board with us. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes! Yes!